Welcome to the Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Episode 8 is here, two months into making a podcast. Who would have thought? Thanks to everybody who's tuned in so far. Uh, thanks to all my guests, and, and thanks to everybody who's uh, sent along some nice messages. And um, Big thanks to Mallory Johnson last week. Loved having that chat. Uh, awesome, awesome person. Really, really neat story. Um, loved catching up with her and, and chatting about her new single, Wise Woman. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do, and all the stuff that goes along with it, the video, and there's a show, and, and all the neat things. Uh, so big thanks to Mal for, for popping on last week and, and taking time out of her day to, to have a chat with me. Um, beautiful weather in St. John's this week. I mean, today was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm recording this intro here on the 23rd, uh, and today... I, I think it was a record-breaking day in, in St. John's for, for temperature-wise. So, I mean, it was beautiful. Got outside, did a bunch of things in the yard, and uh, got some of the dog shit cleaned up, and got the shed rearranged a bit. Had the barbecue out, had a little barbecue, and uh, looking like it's going to be another great day tomorrow. So looking forward to, to getting outside and and uh, and uh, embracing Mother Nature while she uh, she's here, <laughs> while it's nice. Uh, big news coming tomorrow, I'm assuming, from the, uh, the chief medical officer, Janice Fitzgerald, and, and the government uh, regarding COVID here in St. John's, uh, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Uh, currently, we're in level four, which is basically full-blown lockdown. I mean, there's a couple things open, but uh, obviously, there's no bars or, or pubs or anything like that, so my work is, is definitely out. Um, talks that they're moving to level three this week, uh, which would mean that restaurants would open at 50% capacity. And, um, you know, a bunch of other stuff that would really, really open up uh, the, the province a bit more. I mean, no cases again today. I don't think there's been any new cases in the last six or seven days. Uh, and I think there's only two active cases. So um, big congrats to everybody in, in Newfoundland and, and way to go. Um, you know, really, really killed that thing fast. I mean, that came on with a fury that, um, that the variant and um it was you know fast and furious but we had you know we, we pinched that thing and and, and here we are we're, we're back to almost no cases no active cases no uh no uh no new cases so fingers crossed that uh tomorrow's news will will bring some positivity and, and that we uh we'll get back to a, a more kind of normalized life you know kind of maybe like what we had last year a bit there It'd be great great to get out and see some people and get out and uh, i'd love to be playing some gigs that's for sure uh got another great guest on today niall hickey of the uh, newfoundland embassy great pub here in downtown st john's uh i've you know done some gigs at the embassy over the years last couple of years or so and uh, just a great little place. If anybody's been to Newfoundland, you've, you probably poked your head in there. Really, really great atmosphere. Tons of beer on tap. Incredible food. Uh, really, really fun place to hang out. Fun place to to play. And and the owners, Niall and Brennan Hickey, are just two class act dudes. They're uh, they're awesome. Uh, I've both I've known both of them for a little while. They both worked at a at a pub I used to play at, Aaron's Pub here. And um, you know, they they took the plunge into the Newfoundland Embassy and um they do great things for the community and, and they're just overall really, really great guys. I mean, young dudes who took on this pub, you know, I mean, they've had some, some tough things happen to them, obviously with COVID and, and shit like that. But it's, uh, it's, uh, 
you know, hopefully, like I say, you know, with the uh, with the uh, low cases and stuff like that, we'll all get back opened, and 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 guys like Niall and Brendan can get back to their livelihood of of running that real cool pub. So make sure you do stick around for that that interview with Niall. It was uh, you know really really fun chatting with him. I mean, he's a he's a real real cool dude, easy to talk to. Um, you know, loves the community, uh, loves the pub, loves the the patrons who hang out at the pub, and. Uh, just got a real, really good uh, attitude and great positive outlook. So, yeah, make sure you stick around for that chat with Nile. Um, like I say, the, the cases are going down, guys. COVID is is, is, is kind of going away here again. The vaccine rollout seems to be moving at a slow and steady space. So, hopefully, we can uh, we can push that up a bit, and everybody can feel a little bit safer, and and we can get back to a bit more of a normal life. Uh, watched a lot of basketball this weekend. NCAA March Madness, super super fun. I mean, this got to be one of the best sporting tournaments uh or sports events you know in the world it's it's a tournament of 64 one and done you got college students who are you know fighting for their lives it's uh you know very very interesting to watch this tournament because you get a lot of players who are working to make the nba uh you get a uh some players who probably won't make the nba and they're going to be playing their last games um so it's a real mix. It's it's a, a different style of basketball. It's really run and gun. The defensive strategies are really really neat to watch if you like digging into in, into basketball. Uh, ton of upsets this week weekend. I mean brackets were busted. My bracket is is done. It's I think I was done on day one. Uh, I read after that first upset, the Oral Roberts upset, that I I think there was ninety three or ninety four percent of all brackets were busted. Uh, so. I mean, just another crazy year, especially after it not happening last year. Uh, it makes such a big difference to really have that tournament. And there's no, there's a few fans. I mean, not a full fan, not a full fan base there. On normal years, that that you know, when it gets to the final four, they're they're filling uh, Cowboy Stadium, putting hundred thousand people in there. So it's a huge tournament in the U.S. I mean, it's super fun to watch. I just love how it's one and done. So uh, anybody could win. So it was a lot of great basketball this weekend. Uh, caught a couple of the Leafs games. Obviously, the Leafs are on a weird schedule right now. I think they're playing two games in 11 days. I mean, they had four or five days off last week. Um, and came back and did back-to-back games Friday and Saturday. Friday was a tough one. I mean, uh, Freddie Anderson was our goalie Friday, and, and he, he had a rough game. There's there's no other way to put it. He had a rough game, and uh, he's, ha- he's had a rough – in my eyes, he's had a pretty rough season so far. And, uh, the Leafs have been beat up, no doubt. Not an excuse, but, I mean, Freddie's been – uh, tough at, at best and uh saturday came back with jack campbell it was his return i mean i'm really rooting for this guy it's impossible not to root for him he's uh just you see him he's he's uh tapping all the guys on the backs and on the shoulders every goal or every every save he makes he's just super positive you see him in the, in the post-game interviews and he's doesn't take any credit for himself i mean this guy got back-to-back shutouts in his last two games right now he doesn't take any credit for himself you know he's always praising the uh praising the troops so it was really, really good. It's, I'm really rooting for Jack. I mean, I'd love to see him a part of a part of our goaltending situation for for years to come. It's, he's a great goaltender. He, he's fast, quick, gets down, makes saves, eats up a lot of pucks. Doesn't really doesn't really give up too many rebounds. Uh, I was really excited to see him take that start on Saturday and to get a shutout, a win, but a shutout on top of it. So, um, Leafs got some work to do. I mean, there's still still lots of uh, lots of hockey left. Um, Winnipeg are really rolling right now. Edmonton are, are playing well. Montreal just got bit by the COVID bug, but it looks, I just read something there about an hour ago that looks like the Habs are going to be shut down for a week or so with, with COVID precautions and stuff like that. So hopefully uh, they get that cleared up. I mean, that's the first, I think that's the first, 
uh, COVID outbreak in the North Division that really postponed any games and any significant games anyway. So uh, hopefully they get that under under uh, get it situated and get it um, figured out and we can get the North Division rolling again because it's been some really really exciting hockey i mean not too much to talk about the raptors this week or, or for that matter this year they're having a real real rough year i mean the raptors are in in tampa bay they're playing in florida they're not playing at home um they've been have, all their players have had covid and and their coaching staff has had covid and uh tons of trade rumors and and anyways they lost a dirty one last night to houston uh, houston rockets who have I mean, they lost 20 games straight, and they, their first game was uh, – their first win came against the Raptors. So not really saying much for the Raps. I mean, looks like they – in my eyes, I think that the best thing they could possibly do right now is, is probably move some of them big names if they could, if they get any value for them. And, and maybe not a, a rebuild, but a retool where they could uh, – you know, just try to build some key pieces and try to still start from the from the bottom up. Not quite from the bottom, but try to rebuild that. What you know, what they had a couple of years ago because that was such a fun run. I mean, watching that that Raptors run was so much fun, and and uh, it was really nice to see that championship come back to Canada. Um, that's pr- that's pretty much it in the in the sporting world. Really, really hoping that uh, things move forward here in Newfoundland. We can we can get back to a bit of normalcy here come Friday and. Um, if that's the case, you know, we'll probably be out around poking around and, and hopefully get some gigs back and get to see some, uh, some faces. Cause it's been a long, uh, long couple months for sure. Definitely looking forward to getting back to the Newfoundland embassy, uh, for a couple beers and, and, uh, some songs. So, um, with that being said, I'm going to flip it over to Niall Hickey, uh, from the Newfoundland embassy. So make sure you do stick around for that interview. And I'd like to welcome Niall Hickey of the Newfoundland Embassy to the podcast. How you doing, Niall? Thanks for coming on today, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. It's a gorgeous sunny day. Nice day a, today. It is a beautiful day. Yeah, we're recording here on Monday, the 22nd, uh, for anybody who's maybe listening on Wednesday. But it looks like it's going to be a great week here in Newfoundland. I mean, especially in St. John's today, tomorrow, and Wednesday also is to be pretty good temperatures for this time of year. Uh, for anybody who's listening at home, can you let everybody know who you are and kind of a little bit about what you do? Yeah, my name is Niall Hickey. I'm one of the owners of Newfoundland Embassy Pub and Eatery downtown, just right across the mile one there. Um, been at it now for about since August 2019, me and my brother. So Yeah, and it's a beautiful spot, man. You know, I, I frequent there often. Uh, I've performed there on many occasions. I mean, we're still in lockdown in Newfoundland right now, looking like, you know, fingers crossed, we, we might get out of this thing by Friday and get to get back to business here, get down to get down to the dirty again i think everybody's itching to get out and, and see some people and and I, i'm assuming as a business owner you're you're probably wanting to get back to it pretty quickly here that's the goal dave honestly it's been a it's been tough first shutdown was was very long this one was not so bad this time and we also have like a clue of what's happening too but it's still it's tough i gotta say yeah no you nailed it man i think the big difference this time around especially this lockdown is that everybody has a bit more of a grasp on, on kind of what this thing is and and what it holds and, and you know it seems like as of you know the last couple of days the cases and stuff have really really gone down i mean there's no been no active or no new cases you know there's still i think five or six active cases in the province so yeah like you say fingers crossed all, all things go go as planned but let's dig into a little bit about the embassy here i, I want to ask you about kind of what got you started at the embassy i mean i first met you and your brother both at aaron's pub um, yeah. I think you're both employees there. I remember Brendan was behind the bar and you were behind the bar occasionally and, and on the door and kind of a jack of all trades there. And when, when I was down there doing a, a few gigs, but you know, yeah. what kind of, what kind of got you into the embassy and, and what made you head ahead up there? 
Uh, well, it's it's pretty funny. So working for Chris Andrews, uh, shout out to Chris, great guy. Yeah, gave me a lot of opportunities in life. Uh, I was on the door since I was 19 years old at Aaron's, and my brother was manager at the time. And uh, he got me a job working on the door. Uh, eventually, I got laid off from my job full-time, so I asked uh, if I could get a full-time job at Aaron's on the bar, and it fell into that. So it was like around three years as a bouncer there, and then started working full-time in the bar. Then eventually, Chris had the idea of opening up Newfound Embassy. And so, of course, when he uh, sold the shares of Aaron's and went up that way, I followed him. And within two weeks, I was uh, the manager of the bar at the embassy. And it kind of went from there, man. You know, I didn't really have any other jobs lined up besides bartending full-time. So I went for it. And uh, then after about, probably about two months of working as the manager for the bar, the guys gave me uh, the general management position for the whole whole business itself. So kind of jumped right into it, I got to say. Yeah. And I mean, so obviously you guys are the owners there now. I mean, what, what kind of happened there with the, with the transition to you and, and your brother taking it over? Yeah. So after about a year and two months, uh, Chris Andrews approached me and said, listen, we're thinking about selling the pub and we'd like to sell it to you and your brother. And it kind of took me aback. At first I thought he was joking. I kind of laughed and said, bye, <laughs> you know, yeah, good chance. But uh, me and Brian had a chat about it one morning and said, man, what he was doing, it wasn't really his, he was a child newscare worker at the time. Me, I was managing a job at managing the bar, but I didn't know how I felt about it. But the idea of owning a bar, it's like growing up, you always want to own a bar. You know of course. What I mean? So, thought about it and uh we took the plunge man and said why not let's try it let's see what we can do and yeah i mean what do you got to lose really and i mean you're both young guys and kudos yeah. to both of you for really jumping on that that's pretty neat that i mean you re you've really been there especially since you know the inception i guess since the embassy because you started working there before you guys really took it over so i mean it's really been a love of labor for you guys both uh especially yourself being yeah. there since since really the beginning it has man like, honestly it's so heartwarming seeing the actual bar like grow into something else because you know especially when you open up a new bar it doesn't have much character you're trying to find stuff for the walls and, and things like that but it was pretty cool man i gotta say seeing it grow into something that only just working there and then all of a sudden all the staff you you uh got all got all your staff eventually together and next thing you know you find out oh wow now i'm one of the owners of the business it was mm -hmm. really really cool feeling man i gotta say yeah i bet and i mean uh, the pub is, is popular amongst, you know, uh, folks who are heading downtown. I mean, you got a great kitchen menu there, great staff. Uh, I want to talk about all those things in, in a little bit, but I mean, great atmospheres, live music, a bunch of nights of the week. I mean, uh, really, really doing it well. I know you're in, in the middle of some renovations as well. I do want to ask you about, but um, for anybody who, who's maybe listening from outside of Newfoundland, uh, the location of the pub is um, it's right on it's New Gower Street, right? That's that's what you call that. Yeah, New Gower and then Queens come right down. Yeah, yeah. So New Gower Street in St. John's is basically the main uh, thoroughfare to get through downtown. Uh, comes right off the highway. So if you're coming from any other part of, you know, if you're coming from Mount Pearl or CBS or, or basically anywhere else on the island, you get off and you basically land right on New Gower Street, which is in turn right across the street from the hockey rink uh, or the stadium, Mile One Stadium. Um, I mean, in a perfect location, but 
one neat thing about it is it's actually the old home of the former Lars grocery store, which is iconic. I mean, I remember oh, going man. there. I remember going there with my, my grandma when I was really, really young and, and heading in and and uh, pop would pick up a few little groceries and he'd always get me a custard cone. One really neat thing that I, I love about you guys is you really kept the spirit of Lars alive. Um, I know I'm through the side door. Uh, it's it's um, you're still doing the custard cones. Can you talk about a little bit about what you know wanting to keep that spirit alive and still doing the custard cones and i know you even had uh, yeah, um some members of the family in and stuff like that when you were really doing that yeah so like when we first got it Winnie crocker is still alive it's Lars's wife Winnie is a sweetheart man she's like i think she's like 94 years old now still goes to the grocery store drives her own rig gets everything herself it's it's incredible and uh, we had a conversation with her saying, do you mind if we do use your logo and the recipe of Lara's? Because there's a secret recipe. Like, we can tell you a few things in it. But there's this one thing that you're not allowed to know because that's okay. what makes a custard cone, the Lara's custard cone, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just such a staple in downtown St. John's. Honestly, everybody that lived downtown would always go to Lara's because it was always affordable to get a custard cone there. Mm-hmm. It was the only spot downtown to get your fresh fruit. Um the lights in the windows are always yeah. Iconic. The lights are iconic. I mean, you see it in, in a ton of uh, paintings that people have done. You see these old pictures that are you know on the internet and, and resurfacing of old St. John's. And and one thing that really sticks out is the old hand painted large sign with the lights. I mean, super yeah. iconic. It is, man. It's, it's such a such a big thing. One thing we always found funny was people can always judge a person's age on how much they pay for a custard cone because like at first started five cents, then it was 10, 15, 20. And uh, yeah, it's always grew up over time and people love it, man. It was always a horrible thing. There's some wild times from working there selling cones and they have a, a woman come in, maybe she looked around 80, give or take. And she brought her daughter and then her daughter brought her daughter. So it's three <laughs> generations of one family coming to get ice cream and the grandmother telling her just the stories of it all and telling me and it's just like heartwarming stuff man you know yeah I mean? and, and interesting too i bet i mean you love to hear that you guys you guys own that space now you're making it your own and i'm sure you love to hear yeah. those cool old stories of folks you know still coming down to get a custard cone i mean I, yeah. i'm always down around in, in the summertime you know walking the dog and stuff and i'm always walking past the pub and if it's a nice day man there's a lineup people are down oh, getting custard. people are down it, getting custard cones yeah there's lineups man and like it's just, it's wild, like, having, so, like, a lady come and say, I haven't had a Lyra's Custard Cone in 20 years. And say, well, here it is. I promise you it's the same recipe. Winnie Crocker herself has done this. And you see this lady eat her Custard Cone and say, yeah, that's that's it. And it's oh, just like, it's yeah, like oh, man. Yeah, that is really, really cool, yeah. Um, one cool thing I noticed that I think, uh, I hope I'm not wrong in saying this, have you made a drink out of the Custard Cone? Is there, like, a specialty cocktail with the Custard? Oh, yeah. What, yeah. What is that so, again? It's the Lars White Russian. Right, right, right. <laughs> the White Russian is like an iconic cocktail that you can't really change much. I think it's a dark White Russian with uh, like Lamb's Navy or something like that. But uh, it's just, yes, yeah, so we put uh, custard cones in the bottom and then you get your vodka, uh, Kahlua, and shake that. And it's delicious. It's just like a milkshake. Yeah, really- right. No, it's definitely super nice on a on a nice sunny day for sure. I mean, uh, I think the last time I played at, at the pub there, I, I loved it, man. I, it's something that'll stick out in my mind forever. It was a great night, great audience around. Everyone was really into the music and, you know, really busy. Everyone was having a great time. Next thing you come out with a, 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 a like a tray of shots, essentially. Yeah. I'm like, 
Ah, damn, few shots. No, it was little custard bites, man. Like, you know, little, little tiny, little tasters for everybody. Here you go. Everybody have a little custard. And everybody (laughs) was like, I mean, little stuff like that in business goes a long way. I think like people, I remembered it. I was playing and I was like, damn, I'm gonna have a little custard cone. I'm playing. I'm I'm down, you know, but I mean, that's great. And that's so cool that you, you really keep that spirit alive. And I think a lot of people in the city really appreciate as well. Just like you mentioned, you know, kind of generational families coming down and and still getting cones. So yeah, you definitely don't want to get rid of that. I mean, that's a great little feature to have on the, and you got the great little space for it off the side there. You kind of got like a little takeout window for it. So, I mean, that's great. Um, We mentioned that you're right across the street from the rink. I mean, obviously with COVID and stuff going on, it's, it's been a challenging year, but you, you have been there since before you and your brother had taken it over. Like right now they're in, in some big talks about selling mile one and, and, and I mean, but that's a whole nother ball game, but I mean, what are some of the advantages that you guys have by being right across the street from the pub or from the, from the stadium, you know what I mean? With events and, and hockey games and stuff like that. And, and what do you think about this sale and, and, and what it could do to benefit the business? Well, the advantage of being literally right across the street is it's a bread and butter, man. If there's a hockey game or basketball game, any concert, anything, we are your first stop usually right across the street like supper time right before the games were full house afterwards you have 5,000 people walk out of that stadium. I think it's the maximum it holds right now. You have 5,000 people walk out. We need 50 and we're slammed. So it's just, it's irreplaceable, man, to have that thing. And when it shut down, you can tell it, it we take a hit in business. Like that is our best business seller. And if Dean McDonald can buy this for the city, it will be a game changer. I think he's ready to put in like, as his no negotiated price is 25 mil in yeah, yeah. stadium. Yeah. That would, that'd be incredible. Now he is talking about putting like a sports bar in there and stuff, but I think, I don't think that would affect our business much. No, I, I agree with that. I don't, I don't think that would affect you as much because I mean, if you know anything, not you, I'm talking about for people at home listening, if you know anything about St. John's, I mean, you walk out of the, out of the stadium and you, like you say, you walk across the street, you're right on top of the Newfoundland embassy. And people are, if the people are making their way to George street or making their way to water street, they're still popping past. So, you know, if you got a good crowd in some live music and stuff, I mean, people are going to pop their head in for a beer and who yeah. knows might stick around for a meal or, or, and it could be return customers and stuff like that. I, oh, yeah, I was, sense. um, I've, I've played there on occasion when, you know, when, uh, when the, um, there's been a game on or something and you're right, you know, pregame she's rocking, uh, after games she's rocking. So, I mean, hopefully we can get the stadium filled back up again soon. And I mean, that would be, uh, oh, that would be great for, 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 uh, for the pub for sure. Um, yeah. the embassy is big on live music. I know, I, like you say, I've played there on, on occasions. I've done a bunch of gigs there solo. I've done some with Andrew Rogers and Manning. And, um, I know it's a big part of the business. Do you want to, uh, talk a little bit about what the live music means to the business and how often you have it. Maybe some of the regular performers you have there. It's say yep. not, not obviously in these few weeks, obviously we're shut down, but you know, in the coming weeks to come and, and stuff like that. hundred percent, man. Uh, I find live music in downtown St. John's. It's just so iconic, you know, like there's so many bars doing it and it's such a nice thing to be able to go out on a Friday night or even Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and stop in each bar and find a different musician playing that you love. And it, it's, it's huge for us. One thing we've always tried to stick to was we don't charge cover for our, our nights of music. And so usually from like Wednesday to Saturday, uh, live music. I like the idea of not having a cover charge to be able to come into business, have a beer, listen to your music and just love it. And man, like 
love having musicians down because you know what? They're coming in doing a job for me and they're killing it. And they're doing such a good job and bringing business into my thing. It's just like, it all comes around. You know what I mean? And, Absolutely. and I, I love it. It's so like, like people we have pretty regularly, man, like you, of course, uh, but Mike Hancock plays it quite a bit. Uh, we had Lee Dunn play for us quite a lot. Uh, Fred Jorgensen plays every Saturday and uh, Nick Earl, uh, Daryl Cooper. Um, I mean, all fantastic musicians, like really, really killer yeah, dudes. And, and just, just, just love it. Like, uh, like all the musicians and plus the, most of them are just buddies. Like, you know, you, Get Mark Manny come down and play a gig, and Aaron Call steps in and plays a few things, and it's just love it, man. It's all yeah. All, I mean, it's 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 such a neat it's such a neat room to play in because it's you're not up on a big stage. You're basically just kind of kicking it with everybody who's sitting around. And I, lo- I love I love that vibe though. Don't get me. I mean, in certain situations, don't get me wrong. If you're playing like you know, if you were playing at the Rock House, you don't want to be down sitting down with the crowd. But I mean, yeah. the embassy is like it's like you're hanging out one of the boys living rooms like that's the yeah, that's what's the best about part about it so i mean whenever you do a gig there it kind of feels like you're you're part of the the room and, and you're not such an anomaly up, up on a stage kind of in a corner and that's what i always yeah. love it's like hanging out at your buddy's living room and you're just playing some tunes it's it's, it's a lot it's really- i love it and one thing we noticed too is like the ceilings are really low it's like a salt box type of house thing and so i find the sounds really nice in the room it comes together and especially since you're just in that corner next to everybody Usually the crowd is really receptive and really into what you're playing. So it's, it's, I think it's really special. I, I love it. I got to say. Yeah, no, it is. It's a, it's a really fun room and I'm forward to getting back for a few tunes there for sure. I mean, hopefully in the, in the near future, once again, kind of fingers crossed. Uh, I've been following along on social media, Nile. Um, some of the, some of the stuff that's been going on. I mean, in the second lockdown, looks like you're doing some pretty big renovations upstairs. Can you give us a little uh, briefing on, on what you're doing up there and what the hell is going on? And I noticed you found some funny things in the walls. You want to talk about that for a bit? Oh, yeah, it's wild, man. Remember, like last lockdown, we tore apart the whole downstairs. Sorry, sorry I'm going to ask you, do you know how old the building is by any chance? No, I don't. I know downstairs in the very basement, there's walls from great fire of 1892 that's what he told me there's so, sorry say that again i kind of lost you there for a quick second no worries that uh, downstairs there's a like old brick style uh work in the basement okay and the owner johnny Breen, he spoke to me and said there is soot on some of that brick from the old fire of 1892 holy shit so, man that's <laughs> so yeah it's been there yeah, for a while so wild. yeah a little bit about the renovations yeah. you're doing upstairs and stuff i know you're kind of opening up to like a little pool room and Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome, yeah. Upstairs, man, uh, we put a pool table up there. Any pool, and you're hitting your stick off the wall and stuff, and it's it brutal. So this time we got locked down. We said, well, why not? Let's start tearing the walls again. And, uh, of course, some, uh, Johnny Breen, the owner, he said, no problem. And I took two of the walls down in the middle of the room. Opens up the room completely now, which is nice. Now the pool table can move ahead a bit, so you got room to play pool anywhere you want. Uh, putting in another brick wall. Uh, actually, we opened up uh, with a closet at the corner of the room. Opened up the closet, and we found a brick chimney going straight up through the building. It's gorgeous chimney too. I don't know if if I don't know who was doing renovations who thought to box in a brick chimney with just you know gyp rock plaster. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, so. it's funny how that stuff's kind of turned now. You know what I mean? A lot of people, maybe yeah. in the 70s, 80s, were closing that stuff in. And it's 
you know, the uh, it's really coming back around now, the exposed brick and stuff like that. I mean, it just adds such charm and character. I know, right? So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that, man. Um, you know, change around the lighting and stuff. And the room's really coming together. Uh, it was really cut off before we did start the renovations. You had a pool room on your left. And then when you came up, it was a few, bo- few booths and stuff. And it just didn't really vibe well. You know, it's just the room is too cut off. Now it's mm-hmm. completely open. Uh gorgeous atmosphere I'm, I'm pretty excited i cannot wait to open and let everyone check it out like I yeah said. i'm looking forward to seeing it and getting up there and shooting some stick myself i've become a little yes, bit sir. of a pool shark over the years myself <laughs> <laughs> not really but when i'm in mexico man i play i mean i'm in mexico three months of the year i play it's everybody just plays pool all the time so yeah looking forward yeah. i mean there's no pool downtown anymore either i think you can play at across the street from you guys and i'm probably that's it because Dooley's is gone i mean going to Dooley's was a laugh you get a good little crowd you go in shoot some stick play some darts whatever you know what i mean there's no yeah, really around yeah. to, to play pool anymore kind of so yeah that's that's cool um another thing i noticed is that you've got some new taps installed uh, it looks like you am i wrong in saying that you have the most beers on tap in the province right now you got her man you got her we uh we installed five new caps at kitty and uh, I spoke to a lot of the draft guys around and stuff. Um, we now have the most beer on tap in Newfoundland Labrador. It is, it's an accolade that I had in my mind when we, when we first bought it. We had 24 beer on tap. And that's a lot of beer, man. A lot of but cakes. I, it, it is. And I, I looked into uh, who had the most beer. And it was actually Duke Duckworth. No, no way. Yeah, I, th- I think Jack Asters trumped them like, like a couple years ago, but they took had a lot of beer on tap. Right. Um, so, yeah, we found out uh, Duke had, I think, 27. So we installed uh, 29 beer <laughs> on like, draft. No, no, no. No, no, no. And, uh, two uh, more. We have most beer on tap, Newfoundland Labrador, which I, I love. I think it's awesome. It is awesome. And what's even more awesome about it is, is like, you compared it to, not compared it, but you said the Jack Astor's. Like, I mean, Jack Astor's is probably 15 times the size of the embassy. You know what I mean? It like, is. Uh, it is. So it's, it's cool right. that you guys have have got that many beers there and it, it still doesn't look crowded. It just looks sharp. And you know what I mean? Everyone, yeah, there's lots of flavors and different choices there. I mean, that's yep. such a great thing for your customers. Um, one cool thing I noticed about um, when you and your brother took it over Nile was you really, really went to the people about their suggestions. I mean, you really wanted to hear what the people wanted and, and you gave them what they wanted. I know you, you made some Facebook posts and, and just basically just said, like, what should we do here? What 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 does the customer want? And one thing you did was yeah. you took out the VLT VLT machines. I mean, that must have been an interesting decision because I speak to a lot of bar bar owners and, and bartenders and stuff. And, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of businesses, everyone has their own opinions on them, whether you're into them or you're out of them or whatever. But, you know, a lot of businesses kind of live off those, especially in the in the colder darker months of the year so what was the decision behind that i i fully get that a lot of business are run off that and and you know power to them and it is it is good money if you have a certain clientele it does bring in a lot of money um and in previous bars i worked at i've seen it before the the spot we had them in i didn't like it like it was downstairs right in the way of everyone trying to eat and stuff and we had a lot of complaints about it and when we first took over we we, uh, we did an interview or a online survey and it's probably about 25 questions. And that was one of the biggest things was people didn't like the VLTs there. So me and Bram, we sat down for a bit, had some on chats, thought about money, thought about taking them out. And we say, you know what, scrap it. Let's just, let's remove them in and, and hope for the best. And you know what? The, the response was incredible. It was 
above and beyond, man. I, I feel like we have created more business without them there than with them being there. Yeah, I bet. I mean, like you say, everybody kind of has their own opinions on them. And, and, and like you say, more power to people who, who are using them in, in their pubs to, to, you know, generate yeah. revenue or, or whatever. But yeah, it's also probably tough. I mean, you guys must face a lot of, uh, what's the word? Face a lot of adversity because of the size of the pub. Like, it's not a big spot. You know what I mean? No, like, I, And I'm assuming that's probably why you're trying to really open up upstairs, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, but those machines there too, you had the bar and the machines, you had like a two foot space. When it was busy, you try to run food out there. It was brutal. And we found people didn't even want to sit down and play them that often. So, uh, but yeah, 100% open upstairs does help. It's a small bar, and especially with these COVID regulations now, which I fully understand too, like the 50%. It's just, it's really hard, man, to, to keep a business running when, you know, our capacity regularly is 88. Right now it's 44. Mm-hmm. It cuts your best nights in half completely. Like, and, and that's if you're at capacity, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, now that mile one being closed, you know, it wouldn't be an issue before COVID that we'd fill the place 80 people on a Friday night. But yeah. Now it's just, it's up in the air, man. It's, it's yeah. pretty it's tough. Yeah. One, one thing I, uh, another thing I, 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 um, you know, I see firsthand, obviously, when I'm at the pub is, is you got fantastic staff working for you and fantastic kitchen um the grub there is is second to none i mean it's uh super super tasty i mean price point is great um the staff serving it are are always fantastic you know one thing i love about the the crew that always works at the embassy is yeah you don't feel like you're getting served upon you just feel like it's it's one of the boys kind of just you know bringing over a bit of food for you and having a chat and you know it was always laid back as care it's like so um you, you pretty much got your staff locked down. Is that kind of the same crew you've been working with now for a while? And is that the plan for the future or? It is man. Now, maybe in the summertime uh, where we're, we're, we are building a deck. We're going to, we're building a rooftop. Deck. I had that as a question because I, I remember one night, uh, a little late night, we were, t- we were chatting about that and we, you were talking about yeah, Talk about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in the summertime, we'll have to hire more staff because it's just going to be a lot busier, but mm-hmm. the staff we have now, and um, like uh, Tracy Sullivan as she's been here. She got hired on two weeks after I did. And she's been here ever since. Um, Nick Bertosi is one of our main uh, bartenders. Yeah. Nick. Was, was Nick, was Nick the guy who had the, the TikTok? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. The TikTok guy came in and gave Nick $500. Just yeah. What was that about? Well, I seen it was something that like was, a... that was wild, man. So, so this guy, Thomas pretty, I'm pretty sure his name is, uh, He's like a big Newfoundland TikTok guy. He asked all his followers just to donate one or two dollars because uh, uh, he wanted he always wanted to go to a restaurant and tip the server really well. <laughs> and so so Nick Bertos is working one day and uh, the video is great. Like I said, you look up with Thomas Pretty's uh, uh, TikTok. It's great. Just says, listen, all my followers gave me this money. I want to give you a tip. And you can see Nick Bertos in the video like. Uh, okay, so Thomas says, <laughs> hand out next thing, okay, and he just 20, 40, 60, 81, up to 500 bucks, and Nick Pertosi, the, the server's just like, uh, are you sure? He's like, yeah, he says, come here, man, and give me a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, pretty I, wild. Yeah, I seen the video, I mean, that was such a cool thing, I mean, and, 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 and 
good for Nick because he's awesome, man. I mean, he's brought me beer more yeah. than once on, on an occasion, and he's always he's always good as gold, man. Real yeah, nice man. guy, super easy to chat with, and 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 real nice. Uh, what's some of the new things the kitchen's cooking up? Any new menu items or or what? what any plans for the summer in, re- in regards to that kind of stuff? Yep. So we uh, we started doing like a People's Choice Pizza every week, mm-hmm. where uh, every uh, like midweek we'd ask our Facebook Instagram crowd. Uh, what kind of pizza you want to see? And so you get some pretty wild stuff. Like some people say Oreo and cream pizza, you know, that's not going to happen, but you know, so for example, Philly cheesesteak pizza was put out there, mm, uh, Hawaiian yeah. stuff. So then that Sunday we put out a Facebook vote saying, okay, between Philly cheesesteak, Hawaiian, I think we're going to pick that up again. Cause people love that. Um, I mean, it's a great way to keep your, your uh, customers engaged too on social media. That's, that's a huge, it, part it of is. It. Man. Well, one thing is if you give the option for a customer to pick what they want, and it gets picked and like voted on and wins, they're going to come down and buy it. So yeah, it's exactly. like, you know, it's a pretty good, like guerrilla marketing type deal, which uh, one thing me and Brent have, we, we've done well on, we find is like our social media is pretty good. Um, we try to just try to focus on getting the crowd involved, all that stuff. Um, and it's, it seems like it works. I gotta say so. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Looking forward once again, looking forward to coming down for uh for a feed. Cause the grub is always, Always uh, on prior for sure. What's the plans with the deck? You mentioned the deck. Where, where's that going? I mean, there's not much yeah, space down so, there. No. So right above our kitchen, uh, there's like a flat roof. You'll see as if you're coming down uh, New Gower Street. It's got model on your left. You'll see a big flat roof. Um, so the deck's going to go right up there, man. Uh, we had our engineer come in about two weeks ago. He's going to drop some plans for us into the city. Um, we got to redo the whole roof and stuff. So that's a big, bit of an issue, but we'll get past it. We tried to do it last year for the summer, uh, but ends up the contractor we got came in and did it, did it wrong. And then it never got back to us. I said, listen, man, th- this roof is not ready to put a deck on it. Can't be done. And it ghosted us. <laughs> so Jesus it was Christ. Yeah. That's pretty tough, but uh, you live and learn, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um Will, will that add capacity to the to your uh, or sorry? Will it add to your capacity? Yep. So like uh, the way the this COVID regulations going on is you're at fifty percent capacity, but if you can have an outside deck, they ignore your actual capacity for inside and just add it on top, which cool. is nice, which makes sense too. You know, you're outside um, as long as you can still uh, do the six feet apart. Like mm-hmm. if each bubble of people has to be six feet apart, it's not the tables, it's yep. the person. So. As long as you follow those regulations, yeah, it adds up to your capacity. So do you think you'll have oh, that done? Will we have that up for this season, do you think? Or is that still a little while away? 100%. 100%. We're, okay. we're taking on the renovation upstairs right now. Uh, we're going to bang that out. We're pretty much a couple days away of finishing, then the big cleanup. And then once we're done that, we're going straight to the deck. Are you guys, um, uh, are you guys a little hands-on for the renovations yourself? You've been doing a bit of work yourself? or? Yeah, actually. Yeah, I, luckily, uh, like as I was always at Aaron's Pub, as like a – uh, bartender and bouncer my main job is i was electrician for five years oh so, okay cool so you got a yeah. you got a bit of bit of uh expertise yeah so it definitely helps man to come to this stuff uh are really supportive i gotta say like shout out to everyone that's given his hand and stuff like that like building this brick wall i'm not i don't know masonry but my buddy does and i'll give him a hand and he'll show me how to do a lot of things and just stuff like that, man. Similar so. to the uh, similar to the group you had to help you uh, put that pool table up. <laughs> Jeez. 
Shit, man, I, lo- I lost you again for a second. I don't know what's going on here today, but I must That's have okay. I must have bad was- connection. Yeah, I, I was just I, I seen those pictures of uh, of uh, of the crew lifting up that pool table. I mean, that must have just been a hilarious experience trying to get that up. It was it was crazy, man. Like, God love all our friends too, because they all volunteered, right? Like we yeah. supplied some pizza and beer, but the pool table was four hundred pounds. The slate <laughs> was two hundred. And so, uh, shout out down Cromo. Dan's the guy who gave us pool table, man. Really, really nice dude. Respectful, man. Uh, we had to hire a guy who was grand pianos to help us because it's in Dan's basement and the, the stairwell was just, it was so tight. So it took us about two hours alone to get it out of the basement. Then we pull up to the bar. Obviously we can't get up our own stairs. And so this guy that moves the grand pianos, he puts a plank up against the side of the roof, right? <laughs> I look and I was like, what the hell do you think we're doing with that, man? He's like, well, we're just going to pull it up. <laughs> like, well, that's a four-pound table. So, lo and behold, we put it there, and, man, it goes right up like that. So the buys are all out of breath, taking a, taking a second. So, okay, boys, give, take a break. I was like, no, don't stop. There's about four-pound pool table on the roof, and, like, six men on each side. Pick it up and go, because yeah. we're going to go to the roof, man. You got about 1,000 pounds on the roof there. Let's get this <laughs> thing in out of it. Like, go, 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 yeah. But yeah. we got it in, man, eventually. I love the guys that helped. They're all a huge, huge help, man, I got to say. Oh, no, that's really cool. Uh, that's awesome, Niall. So, I mean, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but fingers crossed, hopefully, you know, we're going to get everything open up here. Uh, yeah, what's man. the big plans for the next few months, Niall? What's going on? Any Anything going on for the summer, live music, uh, grub, and just going to keep it rocking? Yeah, want to have music throughout the entire week. We we were just hitting a Wednesday to Saturday schedule, mm-hmm. but it's tough too. Like you're trying to line up these nights that you know are really going to work and stuff like that. Of course, the weekends are always going to work. Um, you know, then you line up some gigs for Wednesday night, Thursday night. Like we just start doing Dale Cooper uh, blues session for Wednesdays. Uh, Nick Earl was doing every se- uh, Thursday, and. Uh, Friday was always someone different. We have Fred for Saturdays. And um, music schedule is going to say pretty similar, but I want to try to expand it more. And um, for a bit of grub, you know, I'm just going to keep trying to push out good home cooked meals. Um, one good thing that I love that we don't have is no deep fryers. So it's all oven baked, man, which is a, a big difference when it comes to pub grub. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, just try to put out some better food. Um, well, now we have the most beer on tap, Newfoundland Labrador. <laughs> so, you know, putting out a lot of pints. Um, yeah. We are reaching out to a lot more local beer, breweries, too. Uh, we just got a, one, of the, one of the guys from Corner Buck. What's the place called there? Uh, bootleg? There you go, Bootleg. Yeah, yep. we just yep. got one of those on tap right before we close. Cool. So, of course, when we close, you know, there's 20. Well, p- previously, we had 24 beer on draft. So, we have all this keg beer that you can't return. <laughs> it's going to be thrown away so we even like pump it away at that coming out for renovations me and Bren. so well if you need if you need anybody to give you a hand you know my number <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of lots of beer man it might be flat now but you know it's still gotta be drank beer's beer my friend beer's beer yes, sir, uh, yes, no sir. that's awesome i really appreciate you coming on taking the time to uh come on and have a chat with me today really looking forward to catching well, up and, and sharing a pint in the future man uh best of luck with everything um and uh hopefully we'll see you soon Thanks, Dave, man. I really appreciate it, man. I got to say. So, uh, like I said, cross your fingers. Hopefully now this Saturday we're all open and good to go. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Take care, Niall. Thanks again. Niall Hickey from the Newfoundland Embassy, everyone. Thanks very much. Cheers. 
Big thanks to Niall Hickey there of the Newfoundland Embassy for coming on. Uh, really appreciate him taking the time out of his day to, to pop on and, and have a chat and, and gossip a little bit about the embassy and, and all the things that are going on. I thought it was a great time to get somebody from the community who uh, who I work with, you know, solely and, and um, get somebody who's, who's probably looking forward uh, to getting back to, you know, life being a bit more normal probably than most you know what i mean his 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 kind of work and his life kind of depends on it right now you know with with everything being shut down his pub isn't open um so yeah big thanks to niall for coming on i mean really really neat how they keep the uh the legacy of lars going if you haven't got down in the in the in the spring or the summer for a lars custard cone you're really missing out because it's uh they're delicious a eh? and i mean you got to make sure you get down and check out the embassy too it's just such a cool little place i mean the staff makes you feel so welcome and and the and nile and brendan are always there hanging out too and or working and you know they're just you walk in it's like it's like you're hanging out at, at one of the boys house it's it's just a good laugh and i mean everyone's sitting around having pints and telling stories and uh and the food is killer really really great food so uh make sure you get out and support these guys i mean they're they're they do a bunch of the community as well um and and they're just really really standout guys so um you know make sure you do uh get down and check out the embassy um that about does it for me guys um looking forward to hopefully getting back out and doing some gigs and um seeing some faces here soon that's going to be uh that's going to be really nice um next week i actually have my first guest uh from outside of newfoundland i mean i've had a few guests from outside of newfoundland but they've been newfoundlanders but next week is a is a guy who uh he's a friend of mine who, who's uh i'm not gonna give away too much but he spent some time in newfoundland and he's now uh he's now back home working so um thanks everybody who's tuned in make sure you subscribe to my youtube channel and and uh on spotify and 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 follow me and all that stuff guys so um still looking for a sponsor by the way if you're looking to sponsor me uh give me a shout and uh i'd love to get your name aboard on this uh, on this podcast um thanks everybody for tuning in again we'll uh we'll see you next week and uh have a good one out there peace